January 3rd, 2024. We're in Masechet Bava and Daf Yod Amud Bet, in the very last of the narrow lines. Uh, we began this yesterday. We'll quickly read the beginning and then continue. Says the Gemara, uh, commenting on the Mishnah, The words of the Mishnah are that my obligation is not, in other words, it doesn't say in the Mishnah, to pay for the nezik, for the damage which I caused, but rather that word tashlum, we're understanding milashon hashlamat, bimashlim means to fill out. What's the uh, practical difference? It doesn't say that you pay for the damage, it does say that you fill out the damage. Uh, The understanding, and the Gemara will make this clear in just a moment, is that with regards to the corpse, in other words, my animal has killed your animal, the corpse is held on to by you, and I'm just filling out the rest of the obligation. The animal was initially worth $200, it's now as a dead animal, a corpse with the hide and the meat, which can be used, but not for that much money. It's not really the value was before, and it's now worth $50. I only pay you $150, and I say to you, keep the uh, corpse. That's the understanding from the words of the Mishnah. The fact that the Mishnah says, Tashlumeh, to fill it out, as opposed to Nezek, whatever it is that I caused, makes us understand that that way says the Gemara, Tanina leha de tanura banan. We have a beraita which would directly accord with this reading of the Mishnah, and the Baraita indeed makes that diuk, tashlume nezek, those words, tashlume nezek, filling out the damage, teaches us, melamed, shehabbe'alim metapelim banevela, literally translated as, the original owners of that animal have to now deal with, they have to now tend to the nevela, the corpse. Whatever the value of the corpse is, subtract it from the damager, the mazik's obligations of compensation. Says the Gemara, where would you derive such a concept? In other words, it's not fully clear, but we would imagine perhaps where initial assumption would be that the person who damages has to pay the full amount. The corpse? Well, he gets to keep the corpse. That's not that you for Now, nobody really wants to, to the best of our understanding, keep the corpse. The corpse is a hassle. Then I keep the corpse if it's my home, right? Well, not, not so fast. Hang tight. Hang tight, hang tight. Says, says the Gemara, how do you know that in all circumstances it appears, at least according to this understanding, that the Nizak, the person who was damaged, keeps the corpse, it's his responsibility, and the damager, the Mazik, only is Mashlim, he only fills it out. Three separate sources, says the Gemara, Amar Biyameda, Amar Kerama, Kenefesh Behema, Yeshalemena, Al Tikre Yeshalemena, Ela Yeshlimena. We interpreted based on Tosafot yesterday, but in short, the Derasha is that to be Meshalem is not only to pay back, but is to be Mashlim. To be Mashlim means I'm making whole. Making whole means there's partial payment already there. What's the partial payment? The corpse, which the person who was damaged is holding on to. That's the first dirasha. What's the context? Very important. Make nefesh behema. It's a person who kills the animal of another. All right, that's the first pasuk. It's in the context of a person who damages the property or animal of another. Next pasuk, Rav Kahana Mar Mehacha. The context of Rav Kahana's pasuk is from a Shomer Sachar, a person who is uh, put in charge of uh, safeguarding, watching over someone's property, but with a payment. Under such circumstances, the person who's watching over it is exempt from liabilities if it's what's called be'ones. If it was out of his control in terms of the damage that was incurred, uh, then he's exempt. If he was posheah, if he was negligent, then he's responsible to pay for it. If it's a 
What's the difference? Uh, the question is, what's his responsibility in terms of, if it's a short mu'ad, maybe he has more responsibility to look over it. Anyway, the circumstance, it, it didn't damage. It got damaged, don't forget, uh, Eli. Uh, uh, Eli. So the Pasuk says, Im tarof yitaref yevi'ehu ed ha-terefa lo yeshalem. The derasha is, ad terefa yeshalem, terefa atzma lo yeshalem. In other words, the description in the Pasuk is as follows. If the animal was torn apart by another animal, I'm watching over your animal, and another animal comes and attacks it, I need to prove that this was honest, that I wasn't negligent. How do you prove that? So the simple interpretation of the Pasuk is, bring witnesses. How are the witnesses? The witnesses are going to say, Harari was standing there, we watched him, he kept his eyelids open all night, he was in charge of this, etc. It came from behind, it was a fox, it had a sneaky way, ripped it apart, we saw it happen, he's not liable. That's, that's correct and that's okay and I'm off the hook. But the derasha, the, uh, the clever way of reading this Pasuk is instead of ed terefa, instead of reading it as a witness for the tearing apart and killing of the animal by another, read it as ad terefa. Ad terefa means until. In other words, that my responsibility to pay doesn't include the terefa, the hunted animal. What does that mean? It means I'm watching over your animal, which is worth $200, and uh, the uh, other animal comes and attacks it. What's my responsibility? I exempted myself. How did I exempt myself? I brought witnesses. I proved that I wasn't negligent. This was be honest. How much do I pay now? Well, you say, uh, my $200 animal is lost. I say my responsibility is ad terefa. My responsibility is until until the value of this animal as it remains right now. How much is it worth now? $50. I said, $50 is not on me. Faddal, go take your corpse, deal with it, skin the hides, sell them, use them, take the meat, uh, sell it for uh, food for dogs. What's that? If I'm negligent, I'm entirely responsible. It's not the context of the Pasuk. What's that? Oh, excuse me. I, I'm, 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 you're 100% correct. I'm misinterpreting everything by saying honest. Uh, if I'm honest, I'm entirely exempt. The case, the derasha, as we're reading it, is in a situation, even though it's not peshat pasuk, thank you, in a situation where I was negligent, where I was poshea, and in turn I'm responsible, it's ad terefa as opposed to including the terefa. It's up until the $50, but not including them. 150 but the $50 I'm exempt from. Correct. So one more time. The first two derashot without the specifics. The first derasha in terms of context is I damaged your animal and we have a derasha yeshalemena yashlimena. The second derasha is, even though the simple interpretation of pasuk is in the context of where I was honest, we're reading it as a situation where I was poshea, where I was negligent. How much do I pay? I pay the full amount, subtracting the amount of the nevela of the corpse. Last derasha, hizkiya amar mehacha, the third context of pisukim is where one animal attacks another animal. First one was a person to an animal, second one was Shomer uh, Sakhar, something from the outside, uh, attacks the animal while I am negligent on the job. Third one is my animal attacks your animal. The Pasuk says I have to pay for your animal. Vehamet Yihyelo, and the corpse is his. Who's his? That's ambiguous. My animal, his A anim, A's animal attacks B's animal. A has to pay B, and the dead corpse is his. Whose? A or B? Lanizak. The derasha, and we'll have to figure out why in a moment is that it's the nizak, the one who was damaged. 
Again, the word lo to him is ambiguous. It's not clear. What's that referring to? Who is to him? And so to the Bet Midrash of Chizkiah was Doresh Vehamet Yielo Lanizak. Again, in the context of one animal which attacks another animal, it's a description of Vehamet Yielo. The corpse remains in the possession of the one who was damaged. Who said that that's the proper reading of the Pasuk? The word lo can be interpreted as either the damager, the mazik, or the nizak, the damaged. Who said that we should understand it as nizak? Where do you determine that? Amarta lo The answer is, uh, you should know it wasn't like that. It wasn't like that. What does that mean? Did you answer the question? I'm trying to figure out from the pasuk. You seem to be saying there's no other way to read it. My lo You're repeating the conversation. I asked the rabbi, and the rabbi said to me, no, it can't be. What do you mean it can't be? Why can't it be? It says, Amarabaye isalka da'atach nevela de mazik havya lichtov rahmana shorta hatashor velishtok kama quote vehamet yelo lamali shemamina la nizak. If it were to be, explains Abaye, that the simple interpretation of the Pasuk is that the corpse is in the possession after the killing of the damager. So the Pasuk should just say, if, if Reuven's uh, ox, Gores Shimon's ox, Reuven needs to pay full damage. Chalas. Period. And what's going to happen with the corpse? Of course, you would assume the corpse is Reuven's. I damage your property, I pay the full amount, and I get to keep whatever it is. I killed your animals. I hold on to that because I'm paying you. It was worth $200. What's the extra words? The Torah needs to be telling me something I wouldn't have known beforehand. If I'm paying the full amount of what I damaged, of course, whatever's remaining, you don't get a bonus because I damaged you. I hold on to that, and I'm paying you the full $200 of damage. Why does the Pasuk then add those words? It must be to tell us that I'm not paying the full amount. I'm paying as much as it costs minus the amount of the corpse. Those are the three dirashot. Now the Gemara for a few lines just goes into why it was necessary to teach it in each of those, and I've been stressing, stressing them, three situations. In the situation of number one, person damaging animal. Number two, Shomer uh, Sachar, I'm a paid watchman. And number three, animal damaging animal. Why do I need the same halacha in all three of those that the corpse goes to the person who is damaged as opposed to the damager, usiricha. So as the Gemara, and it is necessary. It's necessary for the Torah to allude to this law in each of those three situations. Why? If the Torah were to teach me this law only in the first of our three cases, what's that? A human being who damages the animal, the property of another, mishum de la shechicha. First and foremost, understand that it, perhaps, our simple assumption would be that, who has to deal with, and this is my understanding of it, dealing with the hide is annoying. Handling the corpse is not what any of us want to do. Sure, we're going to end up making some money, but I'd rather just make that money. Hand me the cash and save me the dirty, annoying, time-consuming hassle of dealing with the corpse. As a result, says the Gemara, maybe the Torah, if I were to have only the case where a human kills the animal, maybe over there the Torah says, you know something, this is so uncommon. That's not happening all the time. Uh, bulls being killed by human beings, that's not, the more common occurrence is that an animal is attacked by another animal. Or I was watching the animal and it got, I was negligent and it, from outside some external cause happened to it from another animal. In those situations which are more 
common, the Torah will say, will protect the person who's damaged, save him the hassle and put it on the mazik, on the person who damaged. In this situation, all right, how often is it going to happen? It's la shekiha, and since it's not prevalent, it's not common, over there and only over there do we say that the nizak, the damaged person, has to deal with the hassle. In the more common cases, what are you talking about? The Torah is going to protect the person who got damaged. That's the hidush. That's the hidush. Says the Gemara, ashmi'inan terefa mishum Maybe I would have said if it comes to the animal attacking, excuse me, if it comes to the animal being hunted by another animal, right? That's when I'm safeguarding it as a Shomer Sachar. Maybe over there I could make the claim, I could make the claim that me, the person who was watching, it's true I was negligent, but in the scheme of things, don't say that I'm an evil person. Don't say that I'm entirely liable and you're going to give me the ha- I'll pay for it. You're going to give me the hassle also because I was a little negligent. That was mimela. Mimela means it happened on its own, something from the outside. As opposed to when I went up to your bull and I put a bullet in it and I slaughtered your bull. If I went up to the animal, this is Nathan's claim, and I actually killed the animal, maybe over there the Torah says, ah, you think we're gonna we're gonna make you pay, and we're gonna make you deal with the hassle? Pay the full amount. Am I low? I maybe would have said it's not so. In other words, that the mazik, the damager, is responsible, and that's the hidush over there as well. So we needed each of those first two cases because I could not and would not have derived the law from one to the other. I would have imagined and understood each of these cases have a reason that the Torah would put the responsibility more on the damager as opposed to the damaged. More on the mazik as opposed to the nizak. That's why it was necessary. So then what about the third pasuk? What was our third pasuk? Where an animal attacks an animal, it's neither with my hands, and it's, um, and it's furthermore, well, we'll discuss here. If the Torah had taught me these two, teach me these two cases, meaning a case where an animal is killed by a person, or the animal through negligence, shemira, safeguarding was damaged, I would have said in each of these, there's a reason why the Torah says, listen, we're gonna give you a pass. Who's getting the pass? The mazik, you don't have to deal with the hassle. In one of the two cases where the person damaged it, it's less prevalent, okay, we won't have to deal with that as often. Torah says, over there we'll put it on the nizak. Or it was mimela, it wasn't my hands which actually did it. But in the case where an animal attacks another animal, number one, very prevalent, happens a lot. Number two, it's mimela, it's not with my hands. I would have said in that situation, maybe, excuse me, it's biadaim. Why is it with my hands in such a circumstance? That's what we're talking about, where the person actually goes and kills it. In that situation, you have both detriments on you. I would have said in that situation, maybe it's on the responsibility of the mazik to handle the hassle of the hide. So why don't you just teach me, last final stage of this sericha, three pesukim, looking at the, 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 the reason to say or not to say in each of them, Mazik or Nizak says the Gemara, last situation, why don't you just teach me when my animal attacks your animal, where number one, it's prevalent, number two, it's um, not with my hands. In that situation, 
in that situation, uh, you're nonetheless telling me that it's on the nizak, the person who got damaged. Shouldn't that be sufficient to teach all the others? I would have perhaps said that I'm more lenient on the damager in the situation of his animal attacking another animal because his body played no role. What do I mean by my body playing no role? My animal barged out and killed another animal. I had no hands-on involvement. That's in contrast. What's that? To this extent, if I'm a shomer, if I'm hands-on guarding, no pun, inten- pun intended, I'm hands-on guarding it, and I was pushy, I was negligent, you say that was like your hand. Your hands were supposed to be on deck in terms of guarding. You weren't guarding, that was your doing to a certain extent, number one. Number two, if it was your actual hands killing the animal, of course, that's your hands. In those two situations, I maybe would have said that it's on the mazik, the person who damages to do, as opposed to this last case where it's entirely out of your hands, your animal attacked another, you weren't safeguarding it, you certainly didn't touch it, maybe I would have said over there and only over there it's on the nizak, the damaged person to deal with the hive, to deal with the, uh, the nevela, sericha. In short, what the Gemara described for us and set forth is there's in each of these cases a reason specifically to say why the corpse would be on the person who got damaged either because my body was not involved, or because it's not prevalent, or because it was mimela, I wasn't uh, directly involved. In each of those situations, I would have had a leniency on the mazik, and you would have said, if the Torah just taught it to me over there, it doesn't apply to the other two. We have three pesukim to tell you. Anytime my animal, anytime your animal, better yet, is damaged, killed, the corpse handling is on you. That's the punchline. You don't like it. It's the halakha. No. I kill your animal. You have to deal with it. I'll pay the rest. Yeah, but the car over here is a tough. Yeah, it's not the same. Not the same. Not the same, Morris. Better. No, no, but, but, more, but more specific. I walk up to your car and entirely total it. Your car now needs to go to the pound. You could sell for parts. You'll make a little bit of money. you make $2,000 for the parts. The car was worth uh, $80,000. So now, do I pay you $80,000 or I pay you seventy eight and I say deal with the parts? That's the hidush. Right, I hand you the keys. I say to you, the parts are on you. I'll pay you $78,000. That's, that's, that's the halakha. But even more so, if you killed the animal, it was much more deliberate than a car accident. Understood, understood. So if you eat, the animal, you should be, it should be on you. But it's less prevalent. It's less prevalent. No, 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 okay, it doesn't matter, but it's less prevalent. Understood. But it's less prevalent. So it could be. So for whatever reason, the Torah put it on the Nizak, I can't apply that to other cases. Back the animal to you? We're going to deal with that in a minute. 
That's the next. Uh, yeah, reminded me a little bit of uh, Bulgaria. That's literally the next thing we're going to deal with. I think is what you're asking. Who has to bring the animal wherever it was? Who needs to take it out of the pit, so to speak? Which is money and time and hassle. That's the next issue we're going to deal with. Says the Gemara. Well, let's see. Says the Gemara. Amar le Rav Kahana le Rav Ela Ta'amad Katav Rahmana Quote Vahamet Yihelo. First and foremost, to get to that issue, says the Gemara, let me understand what you're telling me. One of three did I short, but ultimately speaking, I have a reason that you're telling me, based on a pasuk in the Torah, that I am able to exempt myself of the, I'm able to subtract, better yet, the value of the damaged item from my compensation. Yes, I don't need to pay for the parts of the car. I don't need to pay for the value of the corpse, right? That's what you're telling me. You're telling me, had the Torah not taught me this, three places, one place, had the Torah not taught me this, my simple assumption would have been that it's on me to pay the full amount and the corpse is my hassle. Wait a second, you're forgetting, I don't know, you're forgetting a lot that we spent plenty of time on. You might recall, maybe this will trigger it, Yashiv, Yashiv Lerabot Subin, Shavek Kesef. Remember those words, which means to say, we spent on Davzayin Amud Bet, on Davtet Amudal, plenty of time. Yeah, of course. Uh, so, in Yiddish, they say, he's keeping it in his mind. You have to keep the whole game. In other words, the, 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 uh, what we already established was the following. When I pay back during a time of damage, I need not pay back specifically with land. It doesn't even need to be money. It can even be, close your ears for a second. I know, I know, you're going to get annoyed. It can even be with brand. What does it mean it can even be with brand, Afilusubin? It means I can pay back however I'd like to pay back. If I'm allowed to pay back however I'd like to pay back, it's a hidush, there's something novel over here. Well, there's the corpse. I say, you know, subtract that from my... Is the corpse any different than Bran? The corpse is, you're telling me it's mine. Let's, let's imagine it's mine. It's mine, okay, and guess what? Keep it, I'll pay you the rest. No, you're not allowed to do that. Why am I not allowed to do that? If I'm allowed, uh, leave the work. You're, you're ahead of me, you're on the Jeffrey lines. No work right now. The, the animal is on your property and it's damaged, it's on your front lawn. It was worth $200, now it's worth $50. I want a bill, $200. And you prove it from the Torah against what we just learned. You owe me $200. Harari, go keep the corpse. I said, no problem. Okay. Here's the corpse, $50, and here's $150. I'm allowed to do that. We spent a lot of time. We learned from a bit I taught, and we returned to it, and we understood. That's the halacha. Yashiv, Now, says the Gemara, if the case were to be, imagine for a moment, Harari is a corpse dealer. I got hundreds of corpses in my backyard. I'm a junkyard... uh, 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 owner, I have lots of car uh, uh, parts, and I say to you, I'm going to pay you back. I'll pay you back with car parts. I'm allowed to do so. Uh, if I have lots of corpses, I'm allowed to pay back with corpses. Uh, so again, le if he has le the person who damaged the mazik kamaterefot many corpses yahivle he can give it to him deamar more. After all, we learned earlier quote yashiv that extra word in the pasuk teaches me if it was your original animal. Let's imagine it's on your property. You need to tell me? In other words, what's the necessity of proving this from a pasuk to tell me that I don't need to handle the hide, you, need, you deal with the corpse? 
Pashut. I pay back however I like. So, very nice, very nice, very nice. So, Rosh in Simanhe on that sugya earlier made the following comment. This Gemara is assuming is assuming we had two approaches at the end of the day. We, if you might recall, I'm going to return to some old nightmares. We had two pesukim that were competing with each other. One said you pay with land, which we said land or money. And the other one said, <coughs> even with bran. And they were going up against each other, and it took us a long time to flesh out when and how, etc. The first approach we saw in the Gemara is that land and money High quality land is equivalent, is the same thing as subin. That approach in the Gemara is what we're dealing with over here. That's not right. In other words, I'm suggesting, of course, that was his name was Rafuna Bere de Rav Yehoshua and Rav Papa. Their approach was the reason the Torah designates high quality land metav is because it's fungible, because you can sell it easily. Your paper cups might not be selling well here, but in uh, India or in uh, Africa it is. As a result, you can pay back in an equal way, however you'd like. That's the question of our Gemara, assuming that one. It's maybe not over here, but in uh, Africa it is, yeah. Well, that's, that's the assumption. Oh, I didn't realize you were on that, because I thought your question was on the next approach. On Daftet, on Daftet Amudalf, we saw the approach of Rav Huna. You know who Rav Huna was? I think that was Alan's guy. I forgot which one you liked more. You, oh, no, you liked Tosafot. Tosafot yeah. liked Rav Huna. So you like this Gemara. That's Rosh proves from this Gemara like Tosafot. They were posek that way. On Daftet, we saw the other approach. The other approach said, you're not just allowed to pay back with your brand, Heke. You pay back with your brand if bideletle. If you don't have land or money. Then and only then, uh, then there's a hidush over here. In other words, the Gemara seems to be asking its question only according to the first approach we saw, Rav Unabred, Rav Yoshua, and Rav Papa, that they're the same thing, that you could pay back with anything you own, and even corpse. In other words, the response of Jeffrey, which, by the way, the Rishonim do defend, the Rishonim defend both, not like Rosh, is that corpses might just not be the same as bran. Even though bran is very low level, at least it's edible. Corpses... It's edible for your dogs, the hides are usable, but it's still, it's not a commodity no, that's traded. That's because it's going to be a hassle. That's the reason why it's Okay, okay, understood, understood. The, the point is, I'm just pointing out, this line in the Gemara, Rosh brought as a proof for Rabbeinu Tam that we're working with the opinion that they're equal. That's why the Gemara has this as an ad. Sorry, you didn't need it. However, we could defend it even according to uh, Rav Huna and Daftet. Okay, so that's the Gemara. Okay, so that's the question. So the Gemara is in the middle of a question. The question is, I don't understand. You needed the Torah to tell me that it's on the Nizak and the person who's damaged to deal with the corpse. Of course he has to deal with the corpse. I am the person who damaged and I'll say, oh, you, oh the Torah doesn't say that? No problem. Torah doesn't say that. So Fadal, here's your first payment. Take the corpse and I'll pay you the rest. You didn't need the Torah to tell me that. That's, um, I can pay with it. However, I'd like, to, says the Gemara, La Nitzrecha, must be instead, we're reinterpreting what the Torah was saying. Uh, discre- disregard our derashot until now. There's no chidush, you're right. There's no novelty. There's nothing I wouldn't have known in terms of the nizak, the person who's damaged, having to deal with and keep the corpse. That's not the issue. The issue is, La Nitzrecha, Ela Lepehat Nevela. What is Pehat Nevela? Pehat Milashon Pahot goes down, diminishes in value. For example, the following situation. Uh, my animal kills your animal. At the moment of death, 
What's the value of that? Well, it's fresh meat. I can give it to my dogs. The, the, the hide is still fresh as well. I can work it in. It's worth a lot of money. It takes time until my lawyers and your lawyers, and we call the insurance company, until the police show up and we get the report and so on and so forth. By the time we show up in court, days later, weeks later, hours later, the value of that corpse went down. Who has to deal with the loss in value in that corpse? The halakha they're suggesting over here is that's on the nizak, which means to say at the time that I killed the animal, it was still worth $50. By the time we walk into court, it's only worth $10. How much do I pay if the animal was worth $200? One second, the animal was worth $200 and went down. We've been saying, rightfully so, I pay, if the corpse is now $50, $150. But now I'm in court, he says, what do you mean $50? It's not worth $50, it's worth $10. Pay me $100. The halakha is pehat nevela, the devalue, the depreciation, good word, depreciation of the corpse is on the nizak. You lost out the person who got damaged. And that's what we're learning from these pesukim. 150. 150. We evaluate at the time of. What's that? No, 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 the, the Torah is teaching me in each of these cases that the depreciation is not on me, the damager, but rather on the person who got that. La nitzecha ela lepehat nevela. What's that? It's, no, no, but he's saying why? We're, we're saying to you, we're saying to you in this moment, you're well aware that your animal is dead. Go deal with it right now. Says the Gemara, Lema pehat nevela tanaehi. Says the Gemara, shall we suggest that this issue of pehat nevela, again of depreciation of the corpse's value is tanaeh, is a mahloket tanaim. As we're disputing in the room, says the Gemara, maybe this wasn't so simple. It's true, we're making the claim right now that that's the halakha, but maybe if I read the next few opinions, I'll suggest that this is really the two approaches. There's a mahloket, whether the depreciation is on the nizak, the person got damaged, I pay 150, or on the mazik, on the damager, and I pay 190. How so? How are you going to suggest this? And from this and the deflection, we're going to come to the Jeffrey issue from beforehand. It won't be today, but um, who's responsible for pulling it out and handling it hands-on? But first, let's see these opinions. We'll, we'll begin here and uh, continue tomorrow. Detanya, as the Beraita teaches. Now, this Beraita will teach from that pasuk by Shomer Sachar. Remember Shomer Sachar? I am paid in order to watch over your animal, and I've been either negligent or it's been be'oneh, says the pasuk. Okay, so the Pasuk says, I bring a witness in its simple sense that it was hunted from me, uh, torn up by another animal, without my ability to stop it. First and foremost, here in the Beraita say, What's the simple interpretation of the Pasuk? I bring witnesses that it was out of my hand to safeguard, to watch over this properly, and patur, simple interpretation of the pasuk. Next opinion is interesting. Abba Shaul Omer, Abba Shaul, for some reason, reads this pasuk in a more clever fashion. As we'll see tomorrow, he can't disagree with that first interpretation. It's just not possible. Of course, if I brought witnesses that it was be'ones, I'm exempt. What's he adding, though? He's adding a law which apparently will be contingent on this issue of pehat nevelach. Read his words, we'll explain them tomorrow better. Yavi aduda lebedin. 
he can and should, the Shomer Sachar, the person who was empowered, given the responsibility to watch over this animal, bring Aduda. Aduda, Rashi translates as Nevela. Uh, yes, that's his girsah in the Gemara, Aduda. He actually quotes a pasuk from this past uh, week's parasha, Yaakov's blessing to Binyamin. He says, what does the word ad in that pasuk mean? Ad and shalal seem to be synonymous. Shalal is a reference to what you take from the booty of war, uh, the uh, spoils of war. And Targum uh, Onkelus, in fact, translates shalal as ada. It means what's left over. It means what's there after the attack. It means the word ad would be translated as corpse. You're ahead of me. You're ahead of me. I don't know what it means yet. I'm just translating the word right now. So in other words, according to Abba Sha'ul, the pasuk is telling me that if I was the shomer, the animal's left over, I bring that animal to court. Says Eli, why am I bringing it to court? For it to be appraised, of course. Uh, that'll be the, our next issue. Tosafot just says that the girsan the gemara might not be ad, it might be arura. Arura means cursed. It's the same idea. This animal no, no longer have any blessing of Shepitah or anything of that sort. It's cursed. But the statement of Abba Shaul, as opposed to Tanakh is the Pasuk is instructing the person who the damage was incurred by them while they're watching it to bring the corpse and let it get appraised in court. We'll deal with this further tomorrow. Baruch Adonai Amen. Amen.